I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. Bottom line, it gives you visibility and control over your financials, HR, inventory, e-commerce, and more. It's everything you need all in one place. In fact, over 21,000 companies are using NetSuite right now, so you'll be in great company right alongside them. So let NetSuite show you how they'll benefit your business with a free product tour at netsuite.com slash school. Hey, welcome to Sales School, the ultimate podcast where you can find out the latest and most powerful tips on sales and persuasion, how you close the deal. Either one of two things happen on Sales School, either I myself spend 10, 15 minutes giving you guys one awesome tip or strategy each day, or I find another top influencer, persuader, entrepreneur, businessman that I respect, who I know knows how to close the deal and let them give you a tip and they lay it out. And then him and I, or her and I, we will debate it back and forth, dig deeper, and you get the maximum benefit like that. And today I have someone who truly is a world-class entrepreneur and closer and a good friend of mine, Paul Martinelli. Paul, how are you, buddy? I'm doing great, JB. How are you? Doing great. So, okay, so sales school, what's the one tip? Now, just so you know, everyone, Paul, like, is he teaches, I'm wow, I'm just everything from the inner game of success, sales, marketing, entrepreneurship, coaching, and all sorts of different amazing programs. But, you know, kind of zeroing in on the sales part, what is the one thing that you think that you can, like, sort of, you know, from your perspective, that can help people the most increase their closing rate or just, you know, be more effective? and feel good about being in the world of sales. Yeah, so at, at the risk, the risk is coming across as a kiss ass. Anybody who wants to okay? Number one, you get, you get into the straight line program, you take everything you know, you pour it down the drain, you empty your cup, and you follow that system to a T. Because I, I'll, I'll tell you, I... I I thought I knew a lot about sales, and I did. But what I realized as I went through, through your training through, through, the, through the straight line was that I was an unconscious competent. See, I didn't know what I was doing. Therefore, exactly. I, I couldn't reproduce the results in a predictable way. So at the risk of sounding like a kiss ass. But, <laughs> so in all of that, in all of that, I would say that, you know, after I can build rapport in those first four critical seconds, and then I can begin to take that client through the, uh, the intelligence gathering phase, right? So, so, so before I go ahead and make my first offer and put them into a loop, I'm going to take them and through that intelligence gathering. And for me, it has been listening. Listening to people. People will tell you how to sell them if you will shut up and let them talk. <laughs> <laughs> right. So in other words, the idea that you're born with, you know, two ears, one mouth. So you want to listen twice as much as you speak. So I think from the perspective of the straight line and, you know, which is really just communication in general, is that the mistake people make is when you say you must take control of the sale, people think that means that you talk, talk, talk. But actually, it doesn't mean that at all. It means when you take control, it means you are perceived as an expert and you ask a question and then you listen to the response Right. And that's how you essentially find out what someone needs to hear, what 
they need in general to fill the, you know, to, to be closed, so to speak, and also how you build rapport through active listening, right? Well, you bet. Look, if, 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 if you, if you, the next time you go to your doctor or the next time you sit down with a lawyer who, who we perceive in our minds as professionals, right? They have that rapport already established. It's, it's almost programmed into us. Watch how much they talk. They almost never talk. They ask a question, they shut up and they take notes. That's what they do. They let, they let you talk. They let you tell them what the problem is. The doctor lets you tell him or her what the problem is. The doctor asks you what your symptoms are. And, and then when you tell them that you have a bad knee, they don't tell you about their Uncle Larry who had a bad knee. They don't tell you about their bad knee. They don't jump right to sameness. And right. Whenever, I, well, whenever I've blown a deal, JB, I think that's where I've, 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 I've sabotaged my, my clothes is I used to, you know, I, I made a bad mistake. I read the uh, Harvey McKay, you know, how to swim with the sharks without beating a lot, being eaten alive. And, you know, the Mackie 66, right. The McKay 66, where, you know, I'm supposed to go in the office and find the 66 things that I'm, that I'm just like you. Mm. The sameness kills the deal. And it has yeah. you say stupid things that, that, that take them to Pluto, as you would say, right. It takes yeah. you so off the straight line. So really listening, asking intelligent questions, really thinking about, is my question going to generate an answer that's going to reveal something about what their motivators, what their motivations are to, to say yes to the deal? I, I think that is a really, you bring up a really important thing, right? So like a book like that, like you know, so we get the sharks, right? Because like there's a lot of great information and he's also a very smart guy. And I think the problem is that when you read a book like that with the 66 things, there's, there's nothing wrong with taking advantage of like if there's an obvious commonality with someone, there, there is a time and a place for that when it comes to influence and persuasion, but it's typically after you close the deal and you're digging into the next level, a deeper long-term relationship. I think the problem is, is that people read that and they think it's about being disingenuous. Like, yo, you, my God, you, you fish, I'll fish. Like whether you do or not. In other words, like I always say, if, if, if there's something that pops up, that's an obvious commonality, yeah, you wouldn't neglect it because that will show that there is some sameness, but in a blip, it's like a blip of it. It's not like that's like people looking for like whatever it is, like the 60 fix. It's, it's insane because what it shows them is number one, that you're disingenuous. It reveals that you're willing to say and do anything just to close the deal. And also an expert wouldn't have the time to waste to sit there talking about things that are irrelevant to the situation because their time is valuable and they try to help you solve a problem. So it sort of reveals that you're a novice. And I think that that's, it's an important point that, that while, yeah, if it's a really obvious commonality, it can be mentioned. It's not toxic, but as soon as it crosses over into anything more than that, it's really, really toxic. You know what I mean? You're right. I do. I think, I think one of the things that I think novice salespeople, you know, get in the head is they think that sales is, is all about relationships and, and it is, but it's a professional relationship at first. It's a professional relationship. Exactly. 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 Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That, that's the difference between, you know, every, I think one of the, one of the important things that, you know, this, the, the straight line system 
gives a, a, certainly a new salesperson is the perspective of them being a professional because all throughout the program, you know, the student is identified as a sales professional, right? Yeah. And, and, and so you have to begin to see yourself as a, as a professional and you want that, you want that client or prospect to see you as a professional. So it, it certainly sales is all about relationships, but it's gotta be a professional relationship and you have to be, you have to be really intelligent about, you know, when, when you speak and when you listen and, you know, telling is not, you know, telling is not selling for sure. Absolutely. Right. What's the, tell me what empowered living is, behind. I see the behind you, the empowered living, right? So your company, uh, you, listen, you teach, and this is for the benefit of everybody that's listening, you know, you teach a lot of different stuff, but what is the one thing that you teach the course that you have right now? You think is really the one that has the most value. It's really the one that you think that's kind of like is the one that really helps the most people. Yeah, I, I have a program uh, we're launching right now called Future Proof. Uh, and it, it started right after COVID. Um, and, you know, I think myself for sure, I realized that, you know, I had spent a lot of time building successful businesses and, and building and envisioning my future, but, but it wasn't future-proofed for COVID. You know, I realized very quickly after COVID that, you know, my Zoom and Facebook weren't working and I was disconnected from my audience and I hadn't spent enough time building my list, right? So I wasn't future-proof there. There were all kinds of things where I really, when I looked at my business, it was great. But if I held it up, it looked more like Swiss cheese. And so I, I identified different experts who come in and share their area of expertise and help people future-proof their business. But the, the platform itself um, has uh, over 2.2 million people, and it's, it's a community of tribes. So, you know, you know, I have worked with with all of I've worked with Zig Ziglar and Wayne Dyer and Les Brown and Brian Tracy and Dennis Waitley and Bob Proctor and John Maxwell and all of these guys I've 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 shared the stage with I I've traveled with I've done programs with. So I've, I've been I've become influential in all of those tribes. So the empowered living is actually a, a community of tribes within one tribe. It's it's people who are committed to their own personal growth and people who are committed to helping other people grow. Love it. How do they, what's the easiest way to find out about it? What's the website or the land that I can uh, send people to? Yeah, you can go first. Uh, there's an empowered living page on Facebook. You can go there and, and like the page and there's 2.2 million people, always positive stuff. And you can go to empoweredliving.com. Awesome. Listen, buddy, you are the best. I appreciate you coming on sales school. I also want you to come on the, on the Wolf's Den, my main podcast. This is like, it's the daily dose of sales. You know, I want to get you on that too. And, uh, everybody share this with your friends, check out empoweredliving.com. We'll find them on Facebook. Um, I will promise you one thing that if you're using Paul as a mentor, you're going to be making progress. Paul, you're the best. Thank you, buddy. Thanks, JP. Cheers. Take care.